Welcome to the Julia Curated Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Julia, and this is a home-centered podcast where I cover anything and everything revolving around these delightful dwellings we call home. So for this week's podcast, let's head into the kitchen. And because the Christmas season is upon us, let's talk about one of the foods that probably all of us have never tried, made, or possibly even seen, but it's so saturated in holiday and Christmas culture that we have probably said this food hundreds of times. Maybe, maybe let's say dozens of times. What am I talking about? The delightful sugar plums. If these sugar plums are not ringing any bells, dare I say Christmas bells for you, then here are a couple of examples of how they are in our daily lives. Maybe I shouldn't say daily lives, daily holiday lives. First off, you have the dance of the sugar plum fairies in the Nutcracker. This is a ballet and a musical piece composed by Tchaikovsky. It's a holiday classic and it sounds a little something like this. familiar? I thought it might. If you were unfamiliar with the Nutcracker, the ballet, this is a composed piece where Clara, she's a young girl and she's the main character, she kind of enters this somewhat of a dream dream sequence. And this ballerina appears and she's beautiful and majestic and decked out to the nines and she is the sugar plum fairy. She's kind of the ruler or the queen over the land of the sweets. So in essence, and what I read online, she is the physical embodiment of joy and compassion, AKA a personification of the sugar plum. Our beloved sugar plums are also notoriously mentioned in the famed poem, by Clement Seymour. And I don't know if this man's name's Clement or Clement. It's spelled C-L-E-M-E-N-T. I actually had no idea who wrote this poem until today. But anyways, it might sound familiar. Excuse the throat clearing as I get my best poetry voice warmed up. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. See what I mean? These things are everywhere. So what are they? Where do they come from, and are they really that good? Let's dive into a little bit of the history on these sugar plums. So naturally, I think that we all assume that these are actually plums that are just rolled around in sugar. If you've ever seen one then it's a great assumption because they are purplish and they're about the size of a small plum that's been covered completely in sugar. But man, oh man, would we have been wrong because most of these recipes, including the original 17th century recipe, it doesn't have a dang plum in them. So what is this? I found the best description of the history on a blog by KC. It's called G Free Foodie. She boiled the history down to this and I quote, 
Way back in the 17th century, folks wrapped seeds or nuts in a hard sugar coating. It took days to produce and special skills since nothing was mechanized and sugar work was done by eye. I don't know what she means here. I think basically you would have to sit over a pot and watch the sugar boil. I don't know, but moving on. The process of this is called panning and the modern day Jordan almond would be a good example of that. Or if you don't know what a Jordan almond is, think of an M&M where there's like this perfectly coated circular candy, right? So the result the resulting sugar-coated treats were round, but these were not perfectly circular, similar to the shape of, wait for it, a plum. And due to the cost of the ingredients and the time to make them, sugar plums were only enjoyed by the wealthy folks. So they were the bougie candy at the time. Boiling fruit with sugar was also the most popular way to preserve fruit, including the plums. And this is the fun part of the history here. So you got to get to the point where, where one of my favorite things in life is when people have sayings and these sayings have nothing to do with nothing. I have literally a dictionary in my head because I was raised by a Southern mother. And if you know anything about people in the South, they say things that mean nothing a majority of the time. <laughs> but here's, here's some of the great research she did. All right. And I quote, full of sugar plums actually came to mean that somebody was rich and quote, a mouth full of sugar plums meant somebody spoke sweetly, but probably meant something else. Similar to bless your heart in the South. I love that. She continues by saying, fast forward about 200 years and candy making, food preservation, and language had all taken big leaps forward Sugar was easier to find, fruit and nuts were easier to dry, and plum meant good in addition to meaning a fruit. And you've probably heard that saying, when something is plum, it is upper tier, it is higher echelon, it's, it's wonderful. So that is where Sugar Plums 2.0 made their debut, and this is the candy that we've all come to love during the holiday season. That's how she ends it, but do we love it, really? If it's not made of plums, then give me the recipe, right? That's probably what you're all thinking. Here you go. Imagine a ball of minced prunes, dates, walnuts, cranberries, almond flour, apricot preserves, cinnamon, cardamom, cloves, sea salt, rolled up together and, and covered in a turbano or a coarse sugar. If that sounds like a fun party that you want to go to, then I assume that you will love these sugar plums. If dried fruit is not your jam, no pun intended, then I say avoid it like you probably would a fruitcake. Now, I ran into another article here. This one's by Rachel Castellani. And she had a wonderful way of kind of capping off her thoughts on sugar plums. She said, I believe that sugar plum was a gift in a sense that allowed Tchaikovsky, and of course this is the um, author and the composer of the Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, he wanted to give that to his audience to have a momentary taste of childlike wonder. Now, as to why these plums are always dancing, I would assume it's because they are pure sugar and they have the energy to burn. I'm kidding, but, but you catch my meaning. If you would like to see how these are made and my review of these sweet treats, then tune into my Instagram this Friday while I will be making them, trying to make them. Uh, and I will see you there. And as always, rate, review, and share this podcast with podcast. I'm sorry, I just went to the, I just went in the middle of the country there to North Dakota. 
Anyways, as always, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend who might also enjoy the fun info. And tonight, as you dream, I hope that sugar plums, or shall I say sugared lumps of nuts and dried fruit that isn't plums at all, dance in your head.